0: Joining us in the studio is Pavel Sportzel, a very well-known Czech violinist. Welcome to Israel.
1: Thank you very much. Very happy to be here.
0: Are you a superstar violinist?
1: I, I, it's hard to say. I try to do my best, that's for sure. I might say that I'm a superstar in my own country, mm-hmm. in Czech Republic, because everybody knows me on the stage I, and on, on the street, obviously. But in the world, I try to be the best violinist possible.
0: Very nice. Well, what brings you to Israel? How are you here? I mean, you have performed all over the world. Is this the first time you've come to Israel? Uh,
1: I have been here several times, uh, played some concerts, but this time it's my first time playing a tour with Israel Camerata, a wonderful and maybe the best uh, chamber orchestra in Israel. Very happy to do so. I I feel like being at home here from the f- first time I I, I, I went. Um, um, I don't know. It has something to do with the with the, with the tradition, with um, with the history, of course. Now, lately, I found that I am uh, half Jew. Really? So, so that's also makes a big difference. That does make but, a big but, difference. But the feeling the the feeling is from the first time I stepped on the Israeli land. Mm-hmm. I really felt like I have. Been here a million times, and in my past lives, whatever. So
0: tell us a little bit about your type of music. I mean, who are your heroes, and and what kind of violin do you play?
1: Um, I was raised as a as a classical music violinist and classical music lover. So I started to play my violin when I was five years old. Then went to conservatory in Prague. Then went uh, for five years to study to study in the United States with the best teachers like. Isaac like Perlman. Isaac like Perlman. You know him here very well, of course. So yes. so I, I it was my one of my dreams came true when I when I when I started to study with him. I studied in very famous uh, Juilliard school. Then I returned to Prague and and since then I I play I don't know maybe 80 90 concerts a year a year uh, very often classical music but also I like different styles I play with my gypsy band with the instrument called Symbolom. it's it's very hungarian type instrument and and we and I I love this this uh, type of music. Sometimes I go to a jazz side, sometimes a little bit on the pop side, but my, my my main path is classical music. And this time with Israel Camerata, I play very favorite Mendelssohn violin concerto.
0: Mendelssohn violin concerto. So what has Czech done for the violin? I mean, you've had some of the most famous violinists in the past, uh, John Kublik. <laughs> if I said his name correctly, well, yes, Jan,
1: Jan Kubelik was a, a, a father of very famous uh, a conductor Rafael Kubelik. Uh, Jan Kubelik was a superstar in his days, uh, beginning of last century. He was playing for hundred thousand people in San Francisco, for example. But he visited countries like uh, Japan, uh, India, China. This is a hundred years I, ago. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think he was in Australia as well. So, so he was uh, he was called the new Paganini. Paganini as the best violinist in the history. So so Jan Kubelik was was called uh, in in this. He was the last artist to play for Queen Victoria in England. So he was really, like we would say today, global superstar. And um, he changed the world of violin playing. Then, Then the first war World War I, um, began and his uh, his artistry and his concert, he didn't play as often and uh, he wasn't as successful. But in his in his best days, he was he was really incredible. Played many times in Carnegie Hall and and uh, and, and uh, everywhere. But nobody knows that he composed also, and then he composed a six violin concertos, and I am very privileged and proud that I took the first one and recorded as my last album as a world premiere with Prague Symphony Orchestra.
0: You, you are known to have very fast fingers when you play the violin. Uh, how does that make it different?
1: Unique? Well, I don't, I don't know if it makes it uh, like unique, but maybe, maybe uh, the thought of my fast fingers are that I still have to make music even if I play very fast, and if you play if you play very very fast and very secure, you might be called violin virtuoso. Uh, unfortunately, today almost everybody is violin virtuoso. I mean, in the way that that everybody needs a good PR for themselves. So you are violin virtuoso, you are piano virtuoso, you are flute virtuoso, harp virtuoso, guitar virtuoso. It's just everybody is virtuoso. So the the word virtuoso. It's not as they used it 50 years ago. But my album before the Kubalik one was called Paganiniana. And I played the the, uh, most difficult pieces in the violin repertoire. And since then, I think I can call myself with my first fingers violin virtual.
0: (laughs) Maybe you could show us a little bit about uh, this, maybe from the Paganini album or something that you could.
1: possibly... Well, that's that's really. I think we we don't have. Um, uh, I mean, I you know, I, I I just came from Tel Aviv and I'm I'm not. Uh, I'm not perfectly. But tell me about I, your I have a concert tonight. So I have to. I have Vino- to. I have to warm up a little bit. Of but course. this is an amazing but violin. I mean, like you, have, you can. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, uh,
0: the radio the, the crowd amazing. can't see this, but this is oh, a of blue violin. Very interesting violin. Tell well, us about a, it.
1: It's a. It's the only violin, Only blue violin in the world, actually, or in the classical music field for sure. It's made by the best Czech violin maker Jan Spidlen. 17 years ago okay because I want to do things a little bit ahead a little bit different uh, not only for me but also for the for the violin makers because it seems that it's such a traditional uh, you know hence um, um, traditional traditional what practice traditional practice. Thank you for the word. And so I want to show that they can do also something different. So I have very unique blue violin. Somewhere they call it even legendary violin, which makes me, of course, <laughs> very, very happy. So back. It to is the gorgeous,
0: v- but, you know, it's it's not so blue as it used to be. I see a little patina coming out here. 17 well, years yes,
1: old. because I'm touching it a lot, you know. Yes. I still practice four hours a day. So very also unique. Also, very unique. So if you want to be a virtuoso, okay. uh, even without warming up, you have to play really fast, right? So... <laughs> And so on. Uh, this this is a piece by uh, by Paganini called Moto Perpetuo, and it goes on like for four minutes. Wow. You have to play this first, wow. you know. Uh, the third movement of uh, of Mendelssohn Violin Concerto, which I'm gonna play tonight and on the tour in Israel, it's also very very fast, uh, right? But the violin is uh, not only for for virtuosity but also for like singing a beautiful melodies mm. and of course there are there are thousands of melodies in classical music i always love to love to uh, play a very famous piece by antonin dvorak the czech the czech of composer course. which is uh, which is called uh, the humoresque It's globally known so i i'm sure some of your listeners will know it as well
0: And we are with Pavel Sportzel in our studio. It's not every day you have a world-class uh, violin. In fact, I think you're the first violinist to be in our studio. Well, here. I'm
1: very happy to be here.
0: And I understand you also compose music.
1: Yes. Well, <clears throat> uh, people like Paganini, Wieniawski uh, in the in the violin field, or Chopin, Schubert in in the in the piano, or Ferenc Liszt, of course. Uh, in the Romantic era, they always composed for themselves and that's how they developed the, the the piano or violin technique right um today not many violins compose for themselves so i thought i could try a little bit so i have uh, i have like 50 compositions 50 50 uh 50 arrangements and compositions to be to be uh, to be uh, clear and i'm i'm um, i'm very happy feeling, uh, feeling that I can put into my compositions something else than just to the performing art, uh, something very sincere and maybe maybe deep, or deeper even. And um, I have like um, I, uh, one of my compositions is called a prayer. Mm-hmm. I com- uh, I composed it for my Christmas album. And um, and recorded it with the very very famous Royal Liverpool Philharmonic Orchestra, and I have some others. I got even some prizes, so I'm wow. quite happy.
0: I also read that you know you have your gypsy band, but you also like klezmer music, the, the
1: yeah, Jewish klezmer music.
0: Uh, what yeah. draws you the klezmer music?
1: Um, maybe it's uh, um, even you know this kind of music. It's very similar to each to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, gypsy klezmer, mm-hmm. you know. I was raised my my mother. She used to be a member of a folklore group in south of Czech. Uh, something different than south of Moravia, but south of Czech, we use um, a, a bagpipe. It's again different than the Irish one or Scottish one, but we have a bagpipe. So, I, I mean, I was raised in the folklore, you know, family. And um, and I have uh, m- very close to any other folklore field, let's say. And since I, I I I love it in Israel, I love the Klezmer. I have all the recordings of Isaac Perman, of course, and <laughs> and all the others great great musicians. I listen to it very 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 often. And one day I have a dream to make an album of Klezmer music because because uh, Gypsy music goes with the violin very very much, and uh, Czech or Bohemia in before. So many people were violinists in that time. Many teachers, because they were teaching music as well, they all played violin. So we are really, in this sense, related.
0: You talk about uh, your your family and folklore. How did you find out that you were possibly Jewish?
1: Well, I I really had this sincere feeling of. Connection with uh, with uh, with Israel and with with to be Jewish and I always wanted to be somehow. <laughs> of course, all the all the best violinists or the best musicians were Jewish, you know. So I wanted to be as well. Although Yehudi Menuhin, the famous violinist, once said that the best musicians are number one Jewish and number two Czech. Yeah. So, so I'm not so match. far away. But a anyway, perfect match. so anyway, um, I. You know, my, my, I always ask my mother, I mean, are we Jewish or not? Since my childhood, I read the whole Bible, you know. and So I was asking these kind of questions. And, and she always answered, if we were Jewish, maybe we, we would be dead in the concentration camp, of course. Mm. Um, but still, I, ha- I had such a – something was drawing me all the time. And then – uh, two years ago, uh Lehi Bentheim, the famous Israeli violinist, was in was in um, in in Czech in, in one of my master classes, and we talked about this. And he said, you know, there is a museum in International Jewish Museum, I think it's called. Uh, they have a list of um, million names try to write there maybe they can ask, they can give you the list and maybe you can find some of your relatives or something you know so i tried uh, well there are really million names there's no chance to find any really <laughs> anybody and for sure there was no shortcut <laughs> so they answered they answered they, they 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 sent me the list and then there was a ps mark we don't do dna test No. okay i had no idea there's some kind of dna test. So i i found out what it, what it is about. Of course you you cannot have dna as a being jew, but you can have a dna of being from a certain region where where the tradition has started of, or or developed. So i found out that i am half uh still don't know from if it's from my father or my mom. Okay. I ha- I have to find out. My my father is dead now, so i have to find out from my mom and then i will know for sure. But uh, of course It hasn't changed changed the feeling at all, but it somehow makes sense, right?
0: Does it make you a better violinist, (laughs) like Yehudi Menuhin would say? No, no. (laughs) Of course not.
1: not.
0: not Well, Pavel, can we maybe just get a little more uh, of a a listen of something you're
1: going to be playing? Just to show again the beautiful melody of the second movement of Mendelssohn, because I already played the third one, so it goes like... uh, And so on and so on. And by the way, Mendelssohn Bartholdi was Jewish as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course. Well, Pavel Sportzel. I hope I said your name right.
1: Perfect. Thank and, you. And
0: uh, you're going to be performing here for the rest of the week. Thanks so much for joining Khan Radio in English here in the studio in Jerusalem.
1: My biggest pleasure.